This is the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Oh, intermission. No, it's halftime. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue for the best liquor, beer, and wine deals in the River Valley. Arkansas wins the national championship! Check out Eastside Liquor on Facebook for weekly specials. Say goodbye! Darren McFadden, 80 yards, touchdown! Uh, let's talk with Grant Hall. Speaking of kisses, Grant, who did you kiss on New Year's? Yeah, you probably should play the black eye, uh, uh, black eyed peas, right? There we go. My humps, my started. humps, my humps. Oh, that's that'd yeah. be a better. Or nineteen ninety nine. That always worked because that was you know, that's like a New Year's song. We'll go with that with Prince. Just write that down for December thirty first, okay? Grant, how you feeling, man? I know you're kind of out of commission for a little bit of time. Yeah, I feel fine. I had a couple of days uh, seeds of that my first official COVID. Uh, <laughs> I was a little bit late to the party, but, uh, yeah, I've been feeling good the last week or so and, uh, may not sound like it, but I, I want to ask you guys a question because I haven't got this answer to my satisfaction yet. The last play of the game between Michigan and Alabama, uh, what was supposed to happen there? Matt, do you think as the, a quarterback? The guard, the guard was coming back. They were either bringing the guard. I can't see it right now, but it's a counter. It's a counter play where they're kicking out that, that defensive end right there, and so he, he takes that counter. If they ran it a couple times, uh, you you want to look like you're going going a certain way, and then you just cut it right back, but that was to the to the field side with the receivers. I mean, the play was the play was there. If, if, if the snap was there, they just had their they had them. They had. They were pinned back coming. I just thought it was a bad play call. I, I just don't understand how you're messing up the snap so much. Why going up the middle against a team that kind of was? Pla- I mean, they the planned left, for it. It was. It was over the four hole or the six hole on the left. It's not really up the middle, but it's not a sweep outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, did Milrow change it a little bit after the bad snap, or did he go ahead and do what he was supposed to do? I just think he put his head down and ran at that point because. Because what was in front of him, you know, there was nowhere else to go. Well, and and see what that bad snap it kind of makes it be a delay to where it's almost like you're, and it just kind of right. takes the timing off. Next thing you, you know, know, he's got the, his right, he's got his right guard at his knee when the, he when he the, when he takes the snap about half a second later. And everybody knows it's not a pass play. This is my point too. Like as soon as they see that, you see what's they just their their ears are pinned back. Yeah, well, that, Grant, that's a thing that really stood out when you went throughout the SEC season. The Alabama offense. Was built on Milrose legs, opening some holes for running back here and there, and deep balls. And they just, you know, I don't think Michigan could get. I don't think uh, Alabama could get open, and there just wasn't enough time for Milrow to throw. So you know, Michigan just kind of turned them into a one-trick pony. Yeah, Harbaugh said before the game in the interview there, but right before the he said, if ever a game was one up front, this might be the one. You're right. He said that at the very start, didn't he? Yeah, in the last play. Uh, vindicated that or, you know, kind of underlined that, I guess, after all the other plays. But, uh, you know, there, there was a play earlier in, in the game when uh, there was an uncalled, I thought, roughing the punter or at least roughing it, at least running into the punter. And I almost thought it was intentional. By that Michigan was a bad call, yeah. He looked away as if, hey, I'm just, I'm not really doing this, what I'm doing. It reminded me of the time a long, long time ago when uh, Steve Little on the opening kickoff for Arkansas against Baylor, uh, this Baylor player named Ronnie Lee hit uh, Little on his follow-through. I mean, it incensed Frank Broyles. He wrote a letter to the to the league office and everything. 
I mean, I basically just thought it was a dirty play. Now, the one, the other night, I mean, who knows what was in the guys. But, I mean, to not even call running into the kicker there, I thought it was unbelievable. you give Washington much of a chance? I do. I mean, look, they've been – I mean, just they counted out. Just looking at the betting lines in the last two games they've played, um, sports bettors have thought they, that maybe they don't even belong on the field at, the, at, that, at that time. But you got to believe in what Washington can do. I, I think they I think they could win this. I don't think I don't think they will. They need seven healthy. I don't think Johnson will be healthy, or even yeah. if he can play, he's not going to be close enough that, to himself. That'll help in pass pickup and in the pass game as well. Yeah, uh, it, it's kind of emblematic of today's football that you got a 23 year old sixth year quarterback who languished at Indiana for a long time, and they got this second chance. Uh, you've had COVID. You've had. Uh, you know, the NIL stuff has, has kept some guys in school. Uh, and so that in some cases, you got guys playing college football that could be in their second year in the NFL or something. I mean, I, you know, look at KJ, who's going to embark on a new career at uh, Central Florida now, uh, in what will be his, what, sixth year of college, I guess. And it's it's affected college football. It really has. I was I, I was looking at uh, the the quarterbacks last year because they they had one main quarterback and then they uh, if injuries another quarterback might have played a couple of snaps and I was kind of looking at the numbers. Uh, I, I don't see any reason KJ doesn't have three thousand yards passing, five hundred yards rushing, and uh, you know account for thirty touchdowns. I think he's going to go down there and show out. I think so. I think Matt. You know, this last year. Uh, I ran into him and his family two or three times after games. With the way the way I walk back to the parking lot, I go through past Walker Pavilion, where some of the players would be after the game, and he was there with his family. And several times he had ice on his knee. I don't think his knee was ever all that sound this last year, you know. And I think he was overweight. And I think if Gus can get him down to his fighting weight of about two forty five, and if he can stay healthy. Yeah, I would think he'd have a pretty good, a really good year next year. Where where is Arkansas going defensively now? Uh, you you got to rebuild linebacker, and I don't know if you have enough right there at that position. Uh, losing Jaheim Thomas, you know, we talked about it with Chuck yesterday, Grant, and I guess he he was right when you look at the amount of snaps that he was on the field for the last two three games. Maybe maybe we should have seen this coming, but it came two days before the transfer portal closed. He was the team's leading tackler. You know, you lose Chris Paul. Uh, you know, three incoming freshman linebackers. You at best, one of them is can can get on the field and help you this next year. I know they have Sorry from Georgia that you like, but I'm a little worried about linebacker right now. Yeah, that's definitely a concern. I, I think they've helped themselves in the offensive line. Looks like in the portal, and I, I guess it's not. It's never over. You know, you can have another some more guys come in between now and next season. And they can move a guy or two around who, you know, kind of these hybrid players. Maybe one or two of those goes to linebacker. But, yeah, that's that's uh, definitely a concern, I would say. Grant, By the way, are you, are you, I'm hearing some chatter that, that Jim Chaney uh, has been following the program pretty closely. Like, would he become an analyst or something uh, on this Arkansas staff? I don't know. Wasn't he, there? Wasn't he an analyst for, uh, for A&M last year? He was an analyst. Somewhere, in fact, I thought I saw him during the bowl season. Is that where he was last year? I think it was A and M. I think he turned. I think he was, he was analyst turned play caller for uh, for what the Texas Bowl. You know the the uh, uh, and there was a receiver from A and M that Arkansas was getting who uh, didn't do much last year. Three catches for 
14 yards, I think, but he's got great speed, and you got to figure that Bobby sees a lot of potential in him. Yeah, I, I well, absolutely. Yeah. The speed, the speed, Matt. That's one thing he said that that they need. He said sa- he sounds like body type at least. He's he's very he's identical to Isaiah Satania. I don't know who's faster, but it's the same. It's the same body type. Yeah, those two guys could put the defensive back's head on a swivel <laughs> if they were in there at the same time. Hey, I want to ask you guys too uh, about this basketball team because last night I heard that Arkansas is the 16th team out. Uh, not one of the nine SEC teams that Lenardi currently has in there. Uh, I watched a little bit of Auburn last night. They've got this kid, um, Johnny Broom, who was five foot ten in high school, and he's six foot ten now. And he went for twenty two and twelve last night against Penn, including three of four three point shots. Now he he had been uh, four of twenty two. So he's still only hitting 27%. So, you know, does Eric uh, encourage him to take three-point shots, figuring that was an aberration last night, or is there a new concern that he might go out there and shoot threes against Arkansas? So that's kind of one of the intriguing things about Saturday. Yeah, Grant, I was going to kind of see what what you thought. Uh, my my take, my prediction right now, uh, I, I got him going 7-2 and two at home and 2-7 and seven on the road with 9-9. Nine and nine. I don't know if nine and nine gets them in. What what do you see them going? Their record uh, being when they finish up conference play, and what what? How many do they have to win to get in the tournament? Do you think? Well, they were eight and ten last year and got in, but they, a lot different situation with the other games. You know, they they got work to do, and I I think it maybe it takes ten and eight, and then you know who knows after that. But uh, I think they're capable, uh, Matt, of doing that because. Uh, Minifield to me makes him look completely different. I like his I, vision. I think, yeah, yeah. That's that. That really was. They were kind of reeling at the point guard position there, trying several different ones uh, earlier in the season, and he, he's been an exclamation point so far. And just being able to come in and uh, in only three games, it looks like he's pretty comfortable. Uh, now he was practicing with them, but wasn't expected to play this year. So it's kind of a uh, there, and it, you know, Eric still is he's still looking at rotations. But I like this team a lot better than I did before he got there. Well, the front court's going to be challenged in this Auburn game. You know, you brought up Broom. I know they're really big up front. They score a lot of points uh, from from their big players. So you know, hopefully Brazil's at, hopefully he's ready last, to go. You know, last year's team, Phil, it seemed like we kind of, we could kind of attack that player and maybe get him in in, in foul trouble. Uh, I, I don't know if, if if you have a Graham like that and you try to go at him early and maybe try to get him in foul trouble because I'm with you. I don't think we can stop that kid. I feel like Graham's ready to shine, but we know he can. Play, we know he can do it on the offensive side. This is this is his last chance. Like this next month, they're going to get him on the court when they need points. The question is. Can he do the other things which you need to do against Auburn? They're plus eight in rebounding. I mean, yeah, he'll get his points, kinda, but you need you need boards from him. It's kind of like big guys by committee, isn't it? You know, and Mitchell has kind of gone away here late. They're going to, I mean, but they're going to need his presence uh, as good as uh, these guys can be offensively. You know, not not great rebounders or defensive players, so. Um, maybe it's going to be a Eric's going to have to do a pretty uh, a good coaching job there with those guys. Well, we'll hear from us later today, three fifteen. I think he's got a press conference on Zoom. 
Uh, yeah, he moved he moved it up a day. Why do you? I wonder why that was. Good question. Big things going on tomorrow, I guess. Whenever uh, whenever we're supposed to whenever they're supposed to have it. Hey, it's forty four days out from the start of Arkansas baseball. Grant, have you allowed yourself to put any thought on uh, this uh, this year's baseball team? Yeah, I've, I've kind of listened to some of the chatter, and uh, I know that uh, you like their uh, rotation, don't you? Their their Friday, Saturday, Sunday rotation. I think everybody does, including the scouts. I think they'll be drooling right. over them. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in downtown Hot Springs, Arkansas, is the perfect destination for your next getaway. Join them for a romantic Valentine's Day getaway with a special dinner or romance package. Or if you're coming to town for live racing, they've got room for you every weekend, including Martin Luther King Day weekend and President's Day weekend. Experience all the luxury and hospitality of a Grand Southern Hotel. The accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more details. That's ArlingtonHotel.com. Are you in need of an attorney? Hickey and Hull Law Partners is your firm. Hickey and Hull understand the importance of client communication, meeting with you, responding to emails, and returning calls. Hickey and Hull are attorneys you can trust to guide you through a divorce or a custody case, criminal charges, or even civil lawsuit, ready to put their seven decades of experience to work for you and get the best results. Every case is important. Hickey and Hull Law Partners strive to give each client the time and attention it deserves. Visit them at KevinHickeyLaw.com. Hickey and Hull Law Partners. Things are about to get better. And now, back to the podcast. Uh, let's see. Transfer portal closes. Who did Arkansas get here? Uh, Keyshawn Blackstock, the interior offensive lineman from Michigan State, was number one. Andreas Paskey, the tight end, I think he's from Central Michigan, was the second. Talon Green very well could be QB1, but we'll find out. I, I don't think that job is going to be won until like the week before the first game. Uh, Fernando Carmona, San Jose State offensive lineman. Danico Slaughter, defensive back out of Tennessee. Xavier Sori, linebacker from Georgia. Matthew Shipley, kicker from Hawaii. Addison Nichols, interior lineman from Tennessee. Jordan Anthony, A&M wide receiver. Hmm. So that's some good schools. That's, are that's coming nine. I thought I heard this morning. Tom Murphy said that by this time last year they had four. They had four. Keep in mind, though, the coaching staff was also getting was getting the team ready for a bowl game that was played the day before New Year's Eve. So I don't know if that had anything to do with the few amount of players that came in by that point. But uh, there's room like for those. more. There's room for more. I would be surprised if you end up with 14 or 15 in that class. Yeah, and I, I like those schools that, that they're getting the kids from. Uh, you, you look at Michael, Michael Penix Jr. He, he he went to Indiana first. Uh, you know, goes to, to to Washington. Did you see all the people? That was, I guess there's all sorts of ways to dunk on Jeremy Pruitt, but they were dunking on him. Tennessee fans specifically were were really ticked off that Michael Penix has initially been committed to Tennessee. Um, when Dooley was the coach, and then and but then Pruitt's like, no, we don't want you. Yeah, who was their quarterback though? There three years ago, they had a stud, the twenty-six-year-old kid, Garantano, or... right? No. I think that's who it was. Or was it Hendon Hooker? The Hendon Hooker was there for two years, wasn't he a stud? Well, but keep in mind, Penix has been in college for six, six years. years, right? That's so the I same think Garantano would have been the person. He was there for three years. But I also, this also goes to the to part of the conversation. You, you can try to you know, criticize the coach for not having 
this year's hot commodity in the sixth year that he played. And look, I mean, he was he was really good for the one year at Indiana and really good for two years. But was he would he have this is what I'm getting at? If you're upset that a freshman that a quarterback that was committed to you isn't there six years later and you didn't get whatever you could have gotten out of him, he wasn't going to be there for four years at Tennessee. No quarterback is like the, the days of KJ being in a school four years. That's over. That's over. That'll never happen again. Yeah, I, I I don't know. You 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 might get lucky, get in there, and somebody red shirts, and and they become a a, a four year starter. But Michael Penix Jr. at Indiana, I, I saw a, a little meme that he beat. They beat Michigan the the year. This had been five years ago or so. So he was the quarterback when uh, when they beat me. So he's beat Michigan before. So you're the one. So you're the one who pulled it off. So I mean, I. They, they, they're going to have to have the running back healthy and up front. I mean, seriously, Michigan's front seven's the, the best. Like he's a great so quarterback, but he's not Superman, is he? Yeah, he, I don't think he's he... very accurate. He knows the offense. Uh, if you let him, if you don't, if you don't put him under pressure, if you don't make him move his spot, and even when he had to move, he was making throws. But if, if you just let him sit back there and throw and go through his progressions, he's shown that he knows, he knows where to go. Matt texted it. He said Tennessee had Josh Dobbs then. So I haven't even gone back to check it out. But this is where we're at. This is where we're at. Josh Dobbs is on his, what, second or third NFL franchise? That means and now he, we're that talking about a quarterback who's on potentially, if we can say Penix committed to Tennessee. So he's on his third college franchise, Tennessee, Indiana, Washington. Well, I think what you're seeing too, and and, and I, I said this a, a year ago that these quarterbacks that aren't really that they're they're not going to be NFL. They're they're not that guy that's going to be a first round pick just because his arm strength, you know. But they're going to be. You're going to see this. the The college quarterback uh, is, is going to give some teams a chance. Like Jackson Dart, you think at Ole Miss, he he not he. I don't know that he can play in the NFL. You know, you want to look more at him and and see. But Michael Penix, there's a reason he's in his sixth year. You know, there's there's a reason he didn't get drafted last year in in, in the first round. And, well, and Bo Nix is the same way, right? right? That's that's what I'm saying. Like like Bo Nix isn't he? And but they might work themselves in. It's it's wild. They they might that more reps, more more work. They might work themselves up. But you see the type of kids that get drafted in the first round: the Anthony Richardson arm, the Will Levitt arm, the 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 CJ Stroud. I mean, you got it, Josh Allen. You you got to have a cannon. They're all guys that came out early. But that's what I mean. You got that's the that's what the the Penix is missing. That's what but you know that's what they're missing. Sam Hartman. They're, they're they just don't have the cannon. I mean, we've gone in our lifetime from, and and I don't, I'm not saying that this is that it was all better then. I'm not. I, I really don't try to be like oh things were always better back then. It's just different. That's all. In our lifetimes, Matt, we've seen, we've seen surefire top overall picks in Tim Duncan and Peyton Manning decide to stay in school for a fourth year. They ended up being the top overall pick anyway. And now you couldn't imagine a world where somebody does this. I think Peyton left after his third year. Didn't, didn't both? I thought he both, played four they years. They both played four years. Okay. Yeah. I thought both of them left after their third. That's yeah, you're right. That's not gonna. That's Christian Leitner's a guy that that, that did he play all four there? I think. Well, I mean, yeah. look at Zach Eady. I think is, isn't he in his fourth year at Purdue? This he's guy's, just so slow. He's a dominant college player. Yeah. I'm not trying to say he should be the top yeah. overall pick or you know the, yeah. the second coming yeah. of 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 Shaq or anything in the NBA. But he's he potentially could be the AP off the player of the year for two years in a row, and he might not even go in the two round draft. It's such an international sport now basketball well, compared to what it used to be 
you you almost got to be 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 touched by the hand of God. I mean, you you got to be you know six. <laughs> Aren't they old? Like that's a, you you're built different. Uh, it's just the the your athletic ability. <laughs> I mean, there there's definitely a, a type that uh, that that goes to the NBA. Um, I wanted to hit on this, Brandon, uh, not Brandon, it's Juwan, who who's now dominating the text line the same way he does the McClarty Daniel hotline on the phone. He's he's making a point that. Uh, Alabama and Texas, the offense that they're running wasn't any different from Johnny Manziel with A&M. I think that's, or maybe he's trying to say Alabama this year and A&M when Manziel uh, was the quarterback there. Did you see any similarity Look, between Mi- these offenses well, and quarterbacks? Mi- Milroke doesn't know how to go through his progress. You got to tell him where to go with the ball. That's and that's okay. That's that's he's he's a beast mode. You just he he can't. They they would get back. It'd be third and eleven. They're calling a a play to go through your progressions, and he he'll get lost with his eyes either looking at the lineman or he'll go one, and then it's like he doesn't know where to go. It's like they kept asking him to do stuff he can't do. He has. So the term arm talent gets thrown here. Milrow's got a gun. Like, he, he's got he the arm talent for yeah. it, but it's a matter of using it. Like you might be asking about Penix. Does it, Penix have the arm talent? He's He's got the knowledge of how to play the position, potentially. I mean, maybe it's a little difficult to tell between college and the NFL, but is the arm talent there for him? Well, if, if, you, if you don't, you have to have uh, elite anticipation and elite accuracy if you don't have the strength. I mean, you got to be accurate. That's the other thing that, that Milrow doesn't have. He's, he's not accurate enough yet. But to, at that next level, your anticipation and, and your, your accuracy has just got to be, you got to be on point. You look at Tua. Tua's superpower is his accuracy. It's not his strength of his arm. He knows where to go with the ball. He throws it on time. He throws it early. Like, he's... He's legit getting the ball. Didn't he? Isn't he the quickest right now in the NFL getting the ball out of his hand? I think so yeah, it's because he he really and he he can flip it downfield. But when you watch it, when he's throwing it downfield, he's a uh, he's still releasing that ball under three seconds. You know, he's 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 slinging it. And then you can be somebody like Dan Marino, touched by the hand of God, where you've got the release, you've got the knowledge, how to play the position he's, he's, and the arm. He's he's Patrick Mahomes. Like that's what he was. Patrick Mahomes before Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, but like, Mahomes. His, he wouldn't. He wasn't as mobile. He wasn't he? as mobile, but that arms, the arm slot, and how how he could just get it out in any any way, shape, or form. Like, like I mean, he was unreal. He would be so good in today's game. The both of them also would have been Im- incredibly good baseball players. I know Marino. I uh, think played shortstop. Hey, A Rod. A Rod was third team uh, All State quarterback in Florida as a, as a junior. There, he was. Yeah. Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always an MVP for. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. For your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Grambling's women's team, who are no great shakes, beat 
College of Biblical Studies, <laughs> one fifty nine to eighteen. I think the uh, College of Biblical Studies forgot to bring their Bibles on the court. Wow! I saw a game on Friday last week. I showed you guys, sent you guys photos of the uh, of the scoreboard. A bad Western Michigan team beat a school called Aquinas. Western Michigan had won two games, two measly games, and they put up one hundred and twenty seven against an NAIA school. Um, I mean, people, why are we scheduling these games? Some people complain about Arkansas scheduling what they think is a weak non-conference schedule at home. But it really, I don't think it really was. Uh, and then you get some Division One to like, wh- who, how, how is this good for anybody to play to play teams that aren't even near your same level? I don't think anybody out of the SEC has played non-Division One schools that aren't an exhibition. But there's plenty of other lower lower level so-called D1 teams. That are playing D three or NAIA or whatever. Maybe that's the money game. Maybe that's how they keep their program alive, right Where, there. Where's but I, Grambling's money coming I, from to pay them? I'm I'm with you too. It's you, you want to go out there and compete. You want to try to get better. That's uh, that's uh, yeah. Nobody's getting better with that. That is uh, that's ugly. That's ugly. But I guess some people, if you're paying somebody to to, to come and get and get the floor wiped like Some, that. Hey, that they that's just assuming give out, other people are showing up to watch it. They just give out scholarships to everybody these days. All you got to do is, you know, be of age, be of age and show up to, to, to practice. I don't know that those people that are studying the Bible are getting scholarships. And probably practicing more on what, their... What was the name of the, the school again? College about, of Biblical Studies. I think, I think a College of Biblical they're, they're Studies on, of Louisiana. They're, they're on academic scholarships. They're not on athletic scholarships. So, they have much more of a philosophy on theology basketball, instead of basketball. basketball so is an they are they are hopeful that Moses will show and the Red Sea will part and the other team will lay down. I think they're just hoping for the uh, game to end <laughs> and then go home as quickly as they possibly can. Yeah. Brock Bowers declared for the draft. Where does Brock Bowers fit in here? He's a, he's a first round pick if it's, if he's healthy. If it, that ankle comes back, you you want to see you go. He's going to go to the combine. He's a first. He's a first rounder. He's a two time winner of the Mackey Award. He's, he plays the position he, differently than just about anybody else. If he was healthy, the Cowboys would take him right now. He's for top, his playoff push. I think he's a top ten pick. Yeah, Clay. I, exactly. I don't know where they're slotted and and how it's going to all work out. But he's 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 one of the first off the board. Yeah. Well, there's. There was a point this year, and I mean, I, I'm always kind of juggling. All right, watching. I tried to watch an awful lot of games. I feel a little bit. Uh, I'm a Heisman Trophy voter, and I'm you know I'm not a beat writer. I'm not covering a team anymore, so I feel really some pressure that I'm going to keep up. And I watched a lot of uh, late night football from West Coast because I thought there were really some Heisman candidates. I thought you know. Obviously, last year's Heisman winner came from USC, Caleb Williams. And I, but there was a period there where I, uh, maybe through five, six games where I thought uh, Brock Bowers might be the most outstanding player in college football, which is, um, you know, everybody talks about what, what do you have to be to win the Heisman? You have to, the, the only guideline on the ballot, there's three blank spots, and it says list and the school in order, who you think is the most outstanding player in college football. And I thought it might be Brock Bowers for a little while. He looks like a guy that could have a very long NFL career. 
size, speed. He's played a lot of games already. You know, I know they get analytical on all this, on, on how many big-time games and pressure games and all that and, 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 and all the routes and the hits. You know, they, they got that stuff down to a science. I, I could, if he's healthy, he's going to play for a decade. I, mean, I know that's the yeah. thing that you've touched on quite a bit. Remember, he had that ankle injury, and there was some sort of – it's just like you brought up earlier. I mean, technology is just – is. It, it takes a lot less time to recover from some of these injuries that might have been season-ending. And I wonder if you're an NFL team, do you worry about somebody that used one of those surgeries, might have come back a little bit early, wasn't quite the same, and that might affect him. I guess he'll find out if he goes to the combine because if that ankle affects him at all, he's not going to be able to run as fast as he might have during the season. I'd like him on my team. Yeah, they'll they'll evaluate him. He'll he'll, he'll pass the physical. They'll, that's they'll they have all their doctors there. They'll they'll see that it's a like I told you going to the combine. You spend uh, one day. You spend about nine hours in in the hospital where, where you're going to get your ER and your X rays or all that type of stuff that that you're doing. It's a it's do a they grind. Do, MR, do, do they do like CTs and MRIs? If you if you've had a surgery anywhere, they go by and they have their own doctors do it. Yes, you got to go into tube anywhere you've had any type of thing. You you they Man. they 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 start from zero and do it tubes. again. Yeah, they, you got to medicate me to get me in a tube. They they put some uh they put some CCR on they will put some George Strait on now. They, they, yeah. <laughs> oh man, are you claustrophobic at all, Matt? Oh, I mean, it's it's not a thing. I don't. It doesn't. I don't know. I know it, some it, people it, that are yeah. that are super claustrophobic, and Clay must be. That, that. I must be. Yeah, I, I think I had a pill the last time. Uh, you know, I had. I've got herniated discs C two three four. That's your neck, and you know, like if it's your knee, they can put you halfway in the tube. And I've had you know that done, but with the neck, you gotta you gotta go head first in there. You and, maybe uh, should have you should have tried should have tried listening to Miles Davis some well, the, some John Coltrane. How'd it work better hey, than the, CCR? The, the first yeah, well they'll ask you what you want. I I can remember going for knee surgery once, and they're like, "Hey, you pick your music." And so I said George Strait, and I think I heard maybe three bars of uh, um, you know Cowboy you know walks away or or something like that. That's all. And then I was out. Amarillo by morning, and then he was out. I wouldn't even, yeah, I didn't yeah, make it to I didn't the morning. Make it. <laughs> Can I make a quick announcement here? Because we had a lot of people text and asking, when's he going to call? Even Bruce in Nashville asked, when is Brian from Ozark going to call? Gather around the radio, gather around whatever you're listening to. Brian is here on the McClarty Daniel hotline. Brian, it took a couple, it took a day. That's all right. How you feeling two days after? Uh, you know, great. I nothing to be disappointed about. Yeah, yeah we lost. Texas had an awesome, outstanding season, no doubt. Better than most. We won't talk about who didn't. But, you know, here's the deal. When you watch that game, that was the worst game, the worst game Texas played in all three phases all season long. And had they showed up in that third quarter that they only had the offense on the field for two minutes and 50 seconds in the whole quarter, Things probably could have been different, but they didn't. Washington had a had a good game, you know. Even with uh, Michael, whatever his name is, quarterback Pinnick. passing for almost 500 yards, I still didn't beat Texas easy. I mean, 500 yards passing, and they had no rushing game to go with. It. If we shut them down like Texas did, everybody. But uh, guess what? Texas already penciled in it, almost sure deal to be back next year, going 10-2, 11-1 in the SEC. 
<laughs> so I'm not disappointed at all. Texas is going to be in the college playoffs for years to come. Good thing about Texas is you guys will get to see Quinn years up and close, and hopefully you get to see Arch Manning because if you do, I'll be Texas winning by 40. But I'm not upset at all. Texas had a great season. Well, I don't buy that you're not disappointed. Not one bit. Because you can't be you can't be in a playoff. Brian, how many times have you seen Texas play? How many times have I seen them? Yeah. Uh, in the last few years, probably six or seven. You mean in last person? Few years I've seen Arkansas. Huh? Yeah. In in person? You know, Austin. What a waste of money. <laughs> going to Austin is a better That's game a waste than waste of money. Day of the week. Arkansas is a waste of money. You ain't even won the SEC. And but, I, but I mean, this is the first the year. SEC. This is the first year that it been worth seeing. So all those other games, that was a waste of money. Go Huskies. Well, Arkansas has never won SEC, so they must have been wasting no, money this, for thirty-four years. This isn't about Arkansas right now. This is about <laughs> it is. Arkansas. Hey, is Texas has never won the SEC either. All I know, all, all I know, is it's a team that you used to root for that you don't root for anymore. Texas. And the team that you do root Texas for got the best lost the playoff game in the when country they were next year. Two the games cool, away the cool from thing. a national yeah. title. Yep. You have to be disappointed, otherwise you're lying. Choke. I mean, they had a great season. I'll give them that. Texas is just like right. everybody else, but one team. They're going to finish the year on a loss. I will say this, Brian. Calling, like I knew you would. You got to be big about these things because you can't call the show for seven straight months boasting about Texas and then not call after the season ends. So you did do the I right thing. That's right. Here you are on the show. That's right. Which and I mean? I'll still back Texas over Arkansas any day of the week. By the way, how's that Arkansas basketball team? Where's Texas at? <laughs> we get to hear about <laughs> Texas basketball for We're another three months. We're better than your basketball, dude. Oh, We're so, better. so much fun. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. It's a Razorback fan born and raised in the state of Texas who gave up the whole athletic department the whole athletic department for the most hated rival and wasn't even paid to do it. But he does call the show, and he's the one Texas fan. It only we got a call from somebody yesterday about Texas. It was good to hear from Brian. So there was the answer. Brian is alive. He says he's not disappointed. If anybody believes that, I got a bridge in Arizona to sell you over a really, really raging river. Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures. And at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. You're listening to the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Dave and his team have all your holiday drink options. That includes Fireball and Bailey's Chocolate, Jack Daniels Crown Salted Caramel, Winter Seasonal Beers, Eggnogs, and more. Come by Eastside Liquor, 9390 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith. Now back to the podcast. LSU has done some house cleaning on the uh, defensive coaching staff here. Uh, defensive coordinator, linebacker coach Matt House, safeties coach Kerry Cooks, cornerbacks coach Robert Steeples, and defensive line coach Jimmy Lindsay not retained, according to a statement by the program, in the usual language coming from the head coach as well. 
Of course, there's all how'd these. How their quarterback look in the bowl game against Wisconsin? Clay, did you get your eyes on that? Who's going to be LSU's quarterback? I think he week? looks good. Yeah. Yeah. I think they look good. Yeah, yeah, he looked yeah. good. Got a player there. There's no. That's no surprise though, Phil. That defense was absolutely uh, atrocious. It they was. Were, they weren't very good. They were Swiss cheese. We, uh, yeah, I mean, we, that was one of our best offensive games. You know, we had kind of have a, had a shootout game against them. You know, you, you look back at it, we scored 31 points, uh, I think lost by a touchdown, but that second half, you know, that was, I thought that was Dan Enos's best game that he called all, all year. Maybe Nussmeyer's the next quarterback to stay at a school four years. That is his fourth year. This next year would be four at LSU, I think. I think Arkansas is a school that that you get a young kid that uh, if you get a sophomore in there, or, or I mean, you you might get somebody in the the transfer window, but you get a high school kid. It, they've they've had a lot. I mean, you've had a kid. Uh, what Tyler Wilson came came from Greenwood and and played. You had the Allen brothers, um, Clay, and 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 you know, you know you get kids from from there. Casey Dick, uh, uh, another kid. There's another guy. This this guy that. Did stay his whole time named Matt Jones. Well, there was uh, there was I played a little receiver though too. You know that wasn't uh, but yeah, oh, yeah. I uh, saw so there's a quarterback. Uh, is he commit? I think he's an he's got offers from Arkansas. Uh, yeah, Quentin Murphy, who is a Joe T. Robinson. He is transferring to Parkview. Uh oh. Yeah, got got Uh-oh. offers from all the big schools and Arkansas. So somebody Coach, that you're looking Coach- at in the state. Coach Bolding's pretty got a pretty good thing going there at uh, Parkview, doesn't he? It's gonna be interesting to see. I think we might have missed on two kids. You know, the Lindsey kid and Walker White. That uh, you had two kids in your backyard that uh, we we could have went and got. That I think are, are very capable to be Arkansas yeah, Razorback. I, I would have uh, kind of go along those lines. Um, I think they missed on Taylor Powell too. You know, who is a starting quarterback in the CFL. Mm-hmm. So he he was the rookie of the year for the Hamilton. Tiger Cats this year, and they, you know, they made the playoffs. You know, he finished up the Missouri game. Was a bowl MVP at Eastern Michigan. I mean, I, I think Taylor should have been in Arkansas. Wasn't recruited. You hate the idea of some of. Uh, <clears throat> that, that's amazing to think of two quarterbacks in the state, not one. Two of them. Arkansas puts out quarterbacks, man. You you look in at oh, Ryan Mallett. You know, was, was you look at the at the guys that, that comes through, man. They they. I mean, they're the wild not, thing they're was not shy. They didn't did, did they? Rec- I mean, was Criswell recruited by Arkansas the first time around? Really uh, hard. So not he was he was followed and evaluated, and Chad Morris. Uh, it was pretty clear that he was going to take his son. And they weren't going to take two quarterbacks. That in is class. the thing, huh? They usually take one quarterback. Per took class. one quarterback, yeah. and they picked and and they went head to head in some camps, and Criswell out outperforming. And I'm not saying uh, that Chandler Morris wasn't a Division One quarterback prospect. He he's obviously played at TCU, um, but it that was a mistake. What do you know yeah. about Jordan Anthony? That, that's tougher. That's tougher, Dad. I get it. Yeah. What do you know about Jordan Anthony? Is the uh, the newest wide receiver commit to Arkansas came in out of the portal from A and M three catches fourteen yards five foot ten one seventy but runs like the wind. Yeah, the track guy. I mean, he runs 
Oh, he's going to run track too, right? Yeah, I think so. Ten four hundred meter. Yeah, he can he can help out on relays and some other aspects. Uh, you know that thing about track, you got to stay healthy through football season so you can compete in indoor, which starts in January. But so Matt, that, that's like one of the athletes that you've been talking about. They're it's different like, level speed, and and you look yep. at that that kid from Texas, number twenty three. That I thought if he would have played a better game, and now it's not his fault. I'm not putting it all on one. On, on, but he he had the speed. He was behind the defense, drops the pass, could have scored on that. Had a, had had the big run then fumbles uh but he he that's if you can find ways to get him the ball uh, and get him in space that's what makes uh it be instead of being first and 10 instead of getting a 17 yard gain or a first down he goes 72 to the house that's the difference that you got to have yep so you know i've heard uh, some of my buddies are like well he didn't catch many at, at a&m and bobby petrino was was the coach there i said yeah that's the key he was the coach but he didn't decide who played. And if he saw him in practice, he knows what he's like. That's a good sign. They, yeah. they want him. Yeah. Then, then he knows what he's capable of doing. And you know, Maybe he didn't get to picking. Maybe Jimbo picked. Do you, you know, think he's getting that play. kind of freedom here at Arkansas? I would assume Absolutely. so. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I guarantee you Sam's doing that. I mean, that's, you know, it's, you know, offensive decisions, you know, will – be a joint and uh, you know if Bobby says I want a player Sam's going to evaluate but he he's going to defer to his offensive coordinator on almost all of those kind of decisions um, and I, I you know I think that that um, Danny knows you know pick the quarterbacks that they you know they they've recruited he picked the ones he was the one that didn't take uh, you know Taylor Powell you know the first go around took Dalton Hyatt, I believe, from Alabama. And we know how much Dalton Hyatt played college football. Not very much. Um, so, I, you know, I, I tend to, to listen to, you know, your head coach should listen to your quarterback offensive coordinator as it comes to quarterbacks. But if, if he's picking the wrong quarterbacks, then you need to change coordinators and offense and quarterback coach. He did. Eight seven seven three seven seven sixty nine sixty three to get with us here on halftime. Uh, Rayleigh texted in saying he's hoping that uh, this kid that's transferring to Parkview, Quentin Murphy, is the next Kane Archer. But you're also hoping that Archer chooses Arkansas because <laughs> he's going to have his choice. It might be a package deal if his brothers if his brothers Cash. pretty good. I think that uh, you, you could see something like because who doesn't want to go play with your brother? You know, so it's that, that I think that might be. I, I haven't seen the kid play, so is, is, is he a high? Is he a good enough player that? And is, is Archer good enough where you kind of give him a scholarly anyways? You know, just to say, yeah, if you can get him, uh, of course you do. I wished they they took more quarterbacks. I mean, it, but it's that's a double edged sword. If you stack them up, you can't hardly sign them. Um, I mean, four or five because you want to play, right? Like you don't yeah, mind sitting you, for a year, or you don't mind learning t- that, that type of thing. But it, c- coming down to it, I think most quarterbacks, Clay, want to play two to three years. You you want to go somewhere and try to yeah, be a starter for multiple years, yeah. But, but my point is, I wish they signed more. Even though when you do, you're going to lose them. But at least it gives you a chance for at least a fall to evaluate, you know, everything about them. You but, might lose them, but, but you you feel like somebody actually wins a competition then. Among amongst good there athletes, you go. right? There you go. Let them let them fight it out. Like you're whoever whoever starts for Arkansas against UAPB this next season, like they won a real competition for quarterback. I don't think there's been a real competition for quarterback at Arkansas since 
Chad Morris was the coach, truthfully. Will you be upset if whenever we go into this UAPB game, there's 100% going to be two quarterbacks that play? <laughs> You're probably right. Because what are you going to make a decision based on that game? We're going to we're going to let somebody get the first two series, and then we're going to play. I, I wonder how that you know. Hopefully not is what I'm saying. Hopefully right. the cream rises to the top. And at spring ball, it's like this is our guy, and, and we have an order. But yes, to your point of competition, if it's close, they're not going to name a starter until somebody actually beats out the other player. Yeah, and there's there's all kinds of issues that that come up. You know, you somebody's not healthy during the decision making process, and you. You hold out hope. I mean, I I can remember Bobby's first go round. Um, you know, it's Casey Dick was the starter. Then Nathan played, I think, against Mississippi State, and then they brought Casey back for for LSU. And uh, and then you had you know the famous uh, Mitch Mustaine versus Casey Dick situation where Casey got hurt and wasn't able to practice in August. And they started Robert Johnson, and then they played Mitch. It's just throwing interceptions and practices and games. And, you know, South Carolina, they switched to Casey. So there, there's injuries and other issues cause uh, consternation in that in that process. We've got a lot of competition for playing time on men's basketball right now at, at, at certain positions. Listen to you. That's a nice segue. Yeah. And I do wonder about, like, do you really have much of a competition for the weekend starting pitching rotation for baseball? That feels like it's assumed. At least for now, it feels like it's assumed. But a little bit different, I think, when uh, when you're going with those guys because you got a certain pedigree that's there right now uh, that I'm not sure you've had uh, for, uh, for a few years. Uh, all right, we should break and uh, wrap up hour number two here in just a moment. 877-377-6963 is our McClarty Daniel hotline. I want to get into some of this baseball stuff, too, with Clay before I get out of here. Uh, we're 44 days away from first pitch. And I do get out a little bit early today. I'll be going at 1.30. Women's basketball is traveling to Lexington, Kentucky. Their SEC opener is tomorrow night at Rupp. And one thing I do like about the women's basketball schedule, they get two games against Kentucky this year. Kentucky is down two games against Missouri this year. Missouri is also down. You're listening to the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Check out the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast at hitthatline.com. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.